I have a computer science degree, but <laughs> can't work stuff like this. Uh, we, th- guys, have you all heard of the Love Your Neighbor grant thing? If you were at church today, you, 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 you heard the announcement about it. Um, this, you know, with, with, uh, with Christy, um, we, we, you know, our, our full-time outreach person moved on. Uh, one of the ideas was to, like, figure out how can we uh, engage more people in the congregation to, to be doing more outward focus, doing outreach stuff that way. So, actually, Ben, this was Ben's idea that he put forward to Drew uh, of, of us, like, taking some money and, and putting that out there and seeing what ideas there were and seeing if we can start little fires. Was that your language? Julie has some really great language in the applications. Yes, start sparks. Yes. So, so, uh, so our hope here is to, is to just inspire people, to, to empower people, help them to you know, kickstart their little project of going and serving their neighbors. Not really just their little project. Actually, we want to have, uh, it would be awesome if multiple people were, uh, were in it together, you know, doing, doing a project together to love and serve their neighbors, uh, to bring Jesus to people. Uh, so it's just, it's, we're just trying to get everyone involved. So Ben's going to share a little bit about the grant project that he was involved with and how it kick-started him. And then, um, and then Julie is going to mop up the, the details. <laughs> Welcome. My name is Ben. I love composting. If you've talked to me for any amount of time, you probably know this. I probably tried to recruit you. And that's because I got a grant to compost. And basically, I always love composting. I love how you can, like, take trash and put it in my backyard. And then it will, like, magically transform into something valuable. I love how it, like, you take trash, pile it up. You'll see a theme. And then it, like, it actually gets, like, magically warm. And, like, steam comes off of it in the wintertime. And I just think it's so cool. Um, let's see. So I was, I always liked composting, but the reason I love composting is because I want a grant and they gave me money and they said, Hey, you should uh, promote composting in your, in your community. And I was like, I've never applied for a grant. I didn't even know that I could win a grant as a person, not as like a corporation. And so I felt a huge, uh, like joy to be like, Oh, look, I can spend this money to do great things, and I thought I felt a big, uh, like, uh, not burden, but yeah, I felt responsible for, like, doing this thing because people had empowered and entrusted me to, to promote composting. And um, after doing this, oh, I should, like, I should brag even more. We got 100 people to say, we want to compost. We got, um, I think, 12,000 pounds of uh, waste diverted from the landfill to, to feed our gardens. Yay! <laughs> We're only getting started. We need your help. No, eventually I found myself being like a compost prophet, <laughs> a recruiter. And I was like, why am I recruiting for composting? We should recruit for the Lord. <laughs> and um, I thought maybe I should recruit for the Lord. I thought better yet to have someone else do that because I'm working on composting. <laughs> uh, but in the same way that I felt like empowered by being handed like responsibility and um, money to go along with uh, like a passion and an idea I had. I think that's how this is going to work for all of our ideas. 
and and I added that it's going to be it's it's unfortunately are open to, to members only. Maybe not unfortunately. Any other questions? If I need a lot of money to get started, can I apply for all the money? We we've set the cap at 500, but I think we'll we'll be flexible depending on you know things. Probably, yeah. Any other questions? Send us your ideas. Do we have a deadline <laughs> for this? Probably not. Pardon? Do we have a deadline? Uh, when do we need these by? Maybe there is a deadline. We need to make a deadline, Jesse. Okay. <laughs> How about we say June 1st for this round? That gives everyone time to think about their summer because I think this is particularly a good time to think about this, doing these things with your family. And um, the fine print does say that we would ask you to use your money within 90 days of it being awarded to you or forfeit it back to the committee to be passed along to someone else. But we're flexible. Yes, Mary. Oh, a question from Mary. Um, I have two questions. So the first one, are they doing it in the name of Redeemer or their family's name, like when they're doing these types of events? Yes, in God's name. Um, I think, you know, we don't want to make this awkward. We want it to be personal. We want it to be passion, your passion. So I would say it's in God's name, always with in the back of your mind, is this person, would they enjoy being a part of Redeemer? Um, or this will, I don't even, if your neighborhood is far away and, you know, that's unrealistic for people, I don't think that should stop you in any way, shape, or form. Am I misspeaking? Oh, yeah, like we're throwing this potluck or we're doing this thing because of we were given some money by our church. You know, I think even just mentioning that our church has a grant program like that is enough to get a conversation started that can be fruitful just between you and your neighbor or fruitful for our church community. And it wouldn't need to be, like, branded as Redeemer. Like, if you applied for the grant and it was awarded to you, we would kind of give you the, the autonomy and flexibility to do what you thought was best for how to explain it to neighbors. More of a comment, not a comment, but just like, hey, let's not do this, because, but I trust people at Redeemer. Um, so in our neighborhood during Easter, we had a church that was promoting this Easter egg hunt. Like, we're going to have this family carnival, Easter egg hunt. And so we went to it, and they held the candy hostage till kids went through their Jesus experience um, walk. And so it was just so cringeworthy. Like, if, we're, if you're going to share the gospel, share the gospel, be up front. But it just felt like it was kind of like a bait and switch. And so just hoping that the types of things that we do are very just transparent. 100%. Yes. And I think this is why the whole heart behind the idea is to um, to fuel and spark and build the kindling for your inner passion in your own neighborhood, in your own way, and yes, to get outside of some of those negative experiences that people have had in the past. And this is our pilot as well. I'm sure we will learn a lot, and even announcing it tonight, the questions are so good. And um, yeah, yeah, and this is experiment, and I think I think. Um, Shoot, I had something I wanted to say to that. But I think that's a valid concern, and I think we're going to very, very much try to, to make sure that doesn't happen. So, anyone else? Oh, Your question.
question made me think, uh, hashtag Microsoft, hashtag changex.org. Thank you guys. Uh, reminded me of when I, one of the first times I met Jesse was that Jesse used to build benches with men and women who were experiencing homelessness in English Avenue and like sell those benches as a way to like bring in some income for folks. So Jesse's been instrumental for a long time in sparking new ideas. Uh, so we appreciate y'all's like efforts in this and we can't wait to see what ideas come out of this. Uh, it will be <laughs> really fun. And you know, one of our prayers is that one of these ideas like grows into like a thriving ministry um, that is, you know, we are supporting and excited about for, you know, 10, 15 years down the road. So the sky is the limit. Um, okay. I've got a, qu a quick Redeemer Kids update. Um, as we have announced uh, in the past uh, in the members meeting, uh, Anna uh, Kim is rolling off of staff uh, as the Redeemer Kids or director of Redeemer Kids. And so Anna's last day will be the 21st of May. So the retreat will be kind of her uh, farewell uh, weekend. Uh, her and Daewoon and Zion are moving sometime later this summer. So it's, they're not like leaving town that week, um, but this will kind of give them some time to transition uh, or kind of get everything in order uh, to move out to San Francisco. Uh, so we will celebrate her uh, on one of those Sunday, either this Sunday or next Sunday. It's in the calendar, but I can't remember which one it is. But um, so kind of send her off and pray for them uh, and just be sad all together uh, that we will she'll be gone. Uh, she's been such an integral part of the life at Redeemer and not just with kids, but just incredibly impactful as a friend to all, so many of us. Uh, so um, as you know, we've been looking for a kids uh, director as a replacement for Anna. And this is not this has been proven to be harder than we expected it to be uh, to find somebody that is both capable and has the capacity to do this. Uh, so we are looking for somebody, obviously, that is very talented, that has high character, loves Jesus, loves the Bible, loves kids, but also has the capacity uh, to kind of come into the office, to collaborate with the other staff members, and really to build, hopefully for this to kind of continue to build uh, from a 20-hour-a-week job to a 30-hour-a-week job to a 40-hour-a-week job, because you guys all realize we keep having more children at the church every sing every other Sunday we have a, another meal train to sign up for um, but which is a great problem to have um, but that we just want to report back that we have not found the person for this gig yet so we are about to kind of start round two of the process to hunt for um, whoever God has in store for this job which we are very hopeful for um, but that has not quite happened yet uh, so with Anna rolling off, we've been working on an interim plan for the last, gosh, four to six weeks or so. And so uh, the interim plan is that Ruby, our Redeemer Kids Administrator, slash also All Things Administration and Communication at the church, is going to become our interim director of Redeemer Kids. Um, and so we are incredibly excited about this, incredibly thankful. Um, so Ruby just kicked up from 20 hours a week or 25 hours a week to 30 hours a week, and then she will go full time uh, starting mid-August or so. Um, and so the goal of this, Ruby is very clear, this is um, big eye interim. Um, this is not uh, <laughs> this is not a interim. We'll just bleed into this being the long-term solution. Uh, she is bridging the gap between now and the next person, um, and she will kind of hold the vision. So one of the thing, one of the reasons we're very excited about this is that. Ruby has now a, been a part of Redeemer Kids for a long, long time, but has been on staff uh, for seven, eight, nine months now. And we'll be able to kind of carry this kind of, I don't know, it's like, like kind of put the meal in Tupperware and be able to hand off to the next person rather than us 
hiring somebody, uh, you know, brand new, and then, you know, then it changing, and then it changing again with the next director, because there will be some tweaks and changes depending on that person's gifts and passions. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Uh, and Ruby's just incredibly easy to work with and beloved, and it just will be a very easy transition uh, to go from Anna to Ruby. Uh, so we are thrilled with that. So she will start that, she's kind of started that transition already, um, but we'll kind of kick it in gear um, beginning of June with just kind of taking over all things Redeemer Kids. So this will not impact you all a ton, um, but it will impact, um, it will impact Ruby a lot, um, but it won't impact you a ton because she's already the one that you're communicating with as volunteers. Um, and the second part of this is that because Ruby is kind of holding on to the vision, um, but she is not going to be teaching on Sunday. Uh, we have an interim lead teacher, and so Amy Duffy uh, is going to, we, we all know Amy, uh, who should be on the screen. Um, Amy will kind of take over the Sunday morning teaching responsibility. So Ruby's going to come up and explain a little bit about that. Thank you. Um, so just very quickly, I wanted to introduce Amy to anybody who doesn't really know her or hasn't had an opportunity to watch Amy work with kids. Um, from the very first time that I saw Amy teach uh, over Anna's maternity leave, I was kind of spellbound. Um, she is above and beyond incredibly gifted um, to work with kiddos. Uh, she has so much passion and energy in the classroom. Uh, with them, which I think a lot of that comes from her, uh, even though she's young, her extensive experience um, being an executive director and co-founder of Destination Theater, along with Corey, her husband, um, and just like years and years and years of experience that she's had um, working with kids from everything from the Georgia Aquarium to um, all around the country, putting on shows with and for kids. So, um the way that Amy and I will be interacting together is that I will be giving her kind of the, the barest of minimum tracks to run on so that our kids will continue to be tracking um, with us in church and what we're learning uh, each week and the scriptures that we're digging into each week. They will also be doing that. Amy will be writing the lessons and putting her own um, spin and flavor and everything into that. So I'm really excited about that. So she'll be teaching uh, three weeks on, and then she'll have family Sunday off, and then another three weeks on. So she's currently committed through July, uh, just given her ups and downs schedule, and then we'll kind of reevaluate at that point what we'll, we'll do moving forward. Um, so yeah, feel free to just, uh, next time you see Amy, uh, encourage her, and um, yeah, just tell her how thankful you are. So thank you guys all for being so wonderful to work with and patient as we move through transitions and there's some hiccups. So really grateful. Hello? Okay. Oh, I'm back. Um, there's a lot to celebrate tonight because we're actually at our first year of having a vestry. And we did it. <laughs> Transitioned from what it was before to what it is now. And so I just wanted to, um, sometimes the vestry is still a new idea to folks. I wonder if you all could tell that the leadership structure of your church changed. Um, and it was um, interesting who God put in the room and how we were all kind of quiet and shy at the first part. And we've grown to know each other and 
who's good at what and who likes to talk and who likes to not say a word until they just drop the bomb in the middle of the room. I won't say who. Um, so um, it's been a fantastic year. Um, so I'm just going to talk about the vestry a little bit to make sure everybody understands how it works. And I would also remind us that a vestry um, term is normally three years, but because we were starting, the first vestry was divided into people who would serve one year, people who would serve two years, and people that would serve three years. So as much as we're celebrating tonight, we're also going to have to say goodbye to two of our dearest people and then welcome the next group of people. Um, so I don't, we've just been through that whole process, and if you were paying attention, it will be familiar to you, but if you weren't, um, we solicited nominations from the congregation, and so those are lay people within the church, and... Um, I was trying to figure out, Drew, if we could say that the vestry is like Levites. You know, we maybe aren't the priests. We don't do the spiritual care, but we do clean the toilets. We don't do that as much, but <laughs> we do the very practical matters. Um, that All the things that hopefully happen behind the scenes that make the staff's job easier and definitely um, our spiritual leaders. Um, so, yeah. I think that the church sets the vision and the mission, and then we are hopefully there to really back that up and um, fan that into flame. Um, it is a little intimidating that the vestry members, from my perspective, are the legal representatives. You know, we are held responsible, I think, for how we spend the money and that we are always in compliance in every way. Um, so it's a little bit weighty in that way. And then um, we've worked on the budget. We've rewritten the employee handbook. We did some real foundational things this year that um, hopefully will stand and, um, over time. So raise your hand if you're on the current vestry. We have Linda and Jesse and I'll come back to you, Barry, and Kara and Anthony and myself. And Barry serves as Drew's right-hand man, sort of advisor of all things. So Drew and Barry always carry over. Um, but now, Drew, I don't know if you want to come up and join. Um, it's time to say goodbye to our one-year term people, and that would be Anthony and Jesse. Not me either. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, fellas, we are so grateful. Uh, both of you brought so much energy and so much life and asked such good questions. I would say there's not two people in the best that ask better questions than the two of y'all are willing to push back. Uh, if you feel like it, it, the conversation is going in a direction that it shouldn't have gone, uh, pull us back to what the vision and mission of the church is. So we are incredibly grateful to you and your families for the time that you gave up on those very long vestry meetings on Tuesday nights, uh, as well as 
keeping up with the emails and keeping up with all the communication in between. So we are very, very thankful for the way you served and look forward to you taking a year off and then putting your name right back in the hat and doing it all over again. Uh, but give, you, give yourself a round of applause. Wait, 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 wait. We'll be so sad to see you go. So these folks are transitioning off, and as you all know, the, we went through the process of nominating folks, that, uh, and then those folks who were nominated uh, kind of send their questionnaires back, those go through the nominating committee, um, and then two, no, two names are picked out of a random number generator, so we went away from the hat, went through a random number generator, um, and so those two names that will be joining the vestry are Zakia and Joe, who are both here tonight. Um, and so both these folks are uh, just incredibly recommended. Uh, their questionnaires are just so thoughtful, um, just so, um, just you can tell there's just a ton of excitement uh, and gratitude for A, the, the role that they already get to play in the church, being a part of the church, and just the genuine excitement they had to be a part of the vestry. Uh, so they will begin their three-year term uh, this month. So kicking off now, they will now serve until 2026, uh, which feels like 100 years from now. Um, and but we made sure they knew that before they signed up. Uh, so they are in for the next three years. Um, and then after next year, our two-year people, which are Kiara and Linda, well, their term will end. Um, but that's a perfect segue in that we have some sad news, and that, well, happy and sad. Happy that Linda's getting married. Um, she uh, gets married next month to Farouk, her fiance. Um, but the sad news is that Linda and Farouk are going to end up finding kind of a, a neutral site a church, a, a new church uh, for both of them as a married couple. So Linda will be transitioning off of membership and transitioning, you know, subsequently off of the vestry. Uh, so Linda has been around for honestly almost longer than all of you guys she led worship uh with barry and rachel at the first worship service we ever had and i will cry thinking about this um the first worship service we ever had i have a picture of her and my wife and uh probably Brittany uh doing like women or girls bible study in our in our first house over on sunset um we all looked like we were like 13 years old uh, over there and but linda has just given her heart in so many different ways. Uh, was served, obviously, on the worship team, has served on the vestry, uh, has helped um, get the holiday scholarship, um, be able to be, uh, in, you know, do, do incredible work through the holiday scholarship, both raising money and figuring out how to support the scholars. Um, and has just been just a core member of the church. Uh, she's someone who's loyal, someone who's consistent, someone who has exhibited high character from day one uh, and is, is, has a reputation uh, with every person at the church as someone they can trust and look up to. So Linda, we are incredibly grateful uh, for your time. Redeemer, we're not, she's not going away yet. Uh, she will transition out this summer, uh, but we just wanted to go ahead and name that uh, at this members meeting that, that Linda will be transitioning off of the vestry in the next couple months. Uh, and we are both uh, happy for her uh, to be getting married, but also very, very sad to have her out of the church uh, as a member. But she will not she will still come back to visit. She already signed up to do the opening on July 30th, so she's not, she's not, uh, not going real far. Uh, but, um, but yes, and so with that, with us knowing that Linda was going to transition off, and with us having just done the whole nomination process, and when we do the random number generator, we kind of do all the names, kind of all the way down, just in case somebody 
who is nominated can't do it at the last minute because of some sort of life change. Uh, we uh, just went ahead and, and got the next name on the list, which is Jason Howell. Uh, so Jason. Uh, uh, Jason, uh, Jason will take Linda's kind of role on the vestry. So how this will work is that uh, Linda has another you know year left on her term. So Jason will complete that term. Uh, so then when 2024, May of 2024 comes around. Uh, Jason will roll off. We'll, we'll I'll explain this in a second. But we'll, we'll roll off of the vestry as well as Sierra. Um, but because Jason didn't serve more than one year, our bylaw say that he can get right back on the vestry if he makes it through the process again. So that was a lot of administrative information. Usually, this is when you guys kind of like start start to fall asleep. Um, but just so everybody understands this, but we are also incredibly excited to have Jason on board. Um, when we went through, I don't think I'm supposed to tell you guys all the details of the nominating committee, but I will just say that we went through and kind of everybody says like, "What? Any hesitations about Jason?" It was just total radio silence. Uh, he is a man uh, that has just proven to be uh, such an asset to the church. Uh, has he will take stuff off of other people's plates. Uh, he will lean out especially to the men in our church, and just be Jesus to them. Uh, he is so faithful as a friend uh, and just as a, as a church member. He believes in the local church, and you do an incredible job, as well as your wife, Katie, of just supporting people in the local church. So that transition will come up. Uh, it will not happen immediately. Uh, Linda will kind of roll off in the next couple of months, uh, and then we will pass the baton, and she will pass the baton over to Jason. Um, but yeah. I'll get you your sort of cool gift when you roll off, and you'll get yours next year. <laughs> Does anybody have any questions about that? I know that the vestry, we're a year in, like Julie said, we're a year into it, um, but just wanted to name this is still very new for a lot of y'all. So if you have any questions about these transitions. When did, that is fair. That is fair. Um, I don't know. We got to figure that out. Uh, something, something else to work on. Uh, yes, <laughs> not a finished product. Uh, okay. Any other questions other than their garments? Okay. Awesome. Uh, we will keep you updated on when the transition happens uh, to from Linda to Jason over email. Um, but yes, thank you again. All right. Okay, yay, vestry. Linda, that's so sad, but I love you. All right, so uh, we're going to transition from vestry to sabbatical. I'm just going to, I'm sure you all know this, but um, we're just going to talk a quick uh, about the purpose of sabbatical, so not just the Henleys, but anybody. Anybody else want to go on sabbatical in their lives? Yes, sometimes as a parent, I would like a sabbatical. Um, but anyway, so the purpose of sabbatical, I'm also kind of naming this as like the experience of re. So all of these are re words except for rest. So rest is kind of a re word, but not really. R E S T. Okay. Um, so number one, uh, rest is, is the first kind of main purpose of sabbatical. So it's rest for the person taking the sabbatical, but it's also an opportunity for rest for the people like nearest and dearest to that person, right? So our prayer for the Henleys, for example, is that Drew would rest, but also like Diane could kind of rest from that Sunday morning grind that she's got to do on her own. Um, but also rest in experiencing the ministry of presence. So not just 
um, Drew being present in the family, but them also being present to him. So whoever's taken a sabbatical, we get to experience that ministry of presence from the Lord and from the people around us. Because oftentimes you don't get to experience that if you're, you know, nose to the grind and trying to do all the stuff you need to do and not always being present as much as you want to be. So the second one, now we're getting into those re's, is uh, remind. So um, our role, sorry, um, our role is not God's role. And sometimes that's really hard for us to remember, right? Like we think anything that we do is because of us. And maybe we don't start off that way, right? But it does kind of start to get ingrained in us. Um, so we can find our identity in our work oftentimes. So when we take a sabbatical, it reminds us our identity is not found in our work. And if you are finding your identity in your work, when you take the sabbatical, you're really going to know. Because then you're like, oh, who am I without the grind of Sunday morning, without, you know, whatever it is that we do. Um, and so the beauty of sabbatical is to kind of tease out where is my identity, kind of like what Sabbath does for us as well. Um, <clears throat> and so in uh, Acts 17, Paul just reminds us, um, and I heard this great talk by uh, Jackie Hill Perry on this um, section, but it just says, uh, in verse 24, it says, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he's not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. So in these sabbatical Sabbath experiences, that's what we're really hoping for, is that we can experience that life and breath of the Lord being re-infused in us. And so that's for sure our prayer for you all. Um, all right, and then the next one is renew. So Webster's Dictionary says renew is to make like new. So to restore to freshness, vigor, and perfection. And so um, we all know that verse that comes from Isaiah 40, um, where those who hope in the Lord, they'll renew their strength. Um, and they'll mount up what, like, you know, how it goes. I had it here and I just lost it. Um, where is it? Here we go. Almost there. Okay. Um, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. Thank you, Lord. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength and they'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So that's another gift that comes in sabbatical time or even Sabbath time, those little moments of renewal. Um, and that's what we all long for. We want those moments of renewal in our lives. We want that moment of renewal for you and for your family. Um, and the last one is reignite. Um, and reignite, according to Webster's, just means to give new life or energy to. And um, when I was thinking about this this afternoon, uh, I felt like the Lord brought to mind that um, passage in 1 Kings 19. Technically, Elijah is not on a sabbatical. He's running for his life. <laughs> but 
what happens is that he's running for his life and he goes to a secret place and the Lord feeds him there, right? And he, he reignites Elijah in his passion to be a prophet. And he says, listen, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. I have reserved 7,000. It's not just you. And then he says, get up and go. I got stuff for you to do. But he couldn't do it until he was renewed by the Lord and fed by the Lord. And it's the same when we see Jesus in Mark 4:14, When he comes out of the wilderness, I love how Mark says it. He says that it comes out with the power of the Spirit. So he's been in this wilderness for 40 days. He's been fasting. He's been seeking God, trying to figure out, okay, Lord, tell me who I am. Strengthen me for these next three years. And he comes out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And so that is also our prayer, not just for you, but for Diane, for your children, that in this season, you guys go in and you're renewed and you find rest and you're reminded that You are not Redeemer Community Church, but you're a child of God before anything. And also that the passion that the Lord has given you to start this church will be reignited. And you will come back with purpose and with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Lord has much to do through you, through Diane, through the kids. um, And we are excited to see it. And so our role, as Drew's going to talk about later, and I'm kind of like taking more than what I was given. But anyway, our role as a church is to be passionately praying for this family who has passionately served us. So we want to love them in that way. We want to passionately be praying for them. Amen. Amen. I didn't know why you were going on sabbatical. It's those four things. Okay. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, we, we and I, as um, we were gone this past week on a, like our clergy retreat, all the or clergy conference uh, for all the folks in our diocese. And inevitably, there's people we haven't seen in six or eight months, and they ask us how how we're doing, how the church is doing, and I I tell them or I told them uh, and completely honestly that like the last nine months or 12 months have been like the most fun we've had uh as, like Leanne and I have had uh as well as as the healthiest nine or 12 months we've had as a church uh this has been the most fun I've had in this role um and the most enjoyment our family has gotten out of this um in that the Lord's called us to and while at the same time like I cannot wait to take a few months uh, away from the church um, and so it will be it is very it's, it feels very disorienting to even kind of process this because this is our community these are our like closest friends in the world um, and my favorite time as I've said before is Sunday morning uh, it's before church and after church to get to see you all uh, it, I get sad when I have already kind of seen somebody um, you know, mid-sermon. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to see them. And they're like, they, I don't get to them at the end. And I'm like, oh, like I, I missed that. Uh, and I hope I get to see them and catch up with them next Sunday. And I love to get to see you do church. I love to get to have a front row seat to watch you love your spouses and your friends and your discipleship groups and to welcome new people into the church. It's the, the healthiest body of believers I've ever seen in my life. And I'm just, I'm incredibly fortunate to get to be a part of it. 
Uh, and that is like very sad for us to be gone, to think about being gone for three months from that. Uh, while also at the same time, like it is, it has been become very clear, I don't know how to say this best, but very clear that there is a level of like weariness uh, in, in me um, mainly, um, but I would say probably a little bit in, in Diane as well, just weariness over the last three or four years of doing ministry and life. Um, I mean, the numbers for folks in my role and folks in Leon's role, the, the dropout rate is not great. Uh, the burnout rate is incredibly high, uh, even when we're with a bunch of folks from our diocese. Um, you can see the weariness on people's faces and especially 2020, 2021. Um, and so there is definitely some things I've kind of held onto or uh, swept under the rug or just things that I have not fully processed and I'm very grateful for some space to get to process. So I just want to say like, we will miss you all dearly. Uh, a and B, we are also incredibly thankful for this. This is such a gift from you all to us uh, and we can't say thank you enough uh, for that. Uh, so uh, Rachel did a great job of kind of giving us a vision for sabbatical and I'm going to give you kind of our, our, our goals uh, as a family. These are five things that we hope for. So if you think to pray for us, we would love for you to pray for these five things. Uh, the first is, and I'll go through them very quickly, but the first is to disconnect. And this may sound strange, um, but very much, uh, and Rachel says that very kindly about my identity being connected to the church. Um, but in, in a beautiful way, like I love getting to be a pastor of Redeemer Community Church, but also like a lot of who I am has been connected to this role. I mean, I... From day one of us planting the church, I mean, there's been one period where I missed two Sundays in a row, uh, and that's been it for 10 years. Um, and so I both love getting to do this, but I also know that a lot of kind of who I am has been attached to this role in somewhat of an unhealthy way. And so to disconnect from that, uh, I do, I've told Rachel and the staff, I anticipate having a meltdown at like day 17, uh, like getting into this and then realizing that like I don't get to I don't get to have all the interactions that I get to have now I don't get to have a front row seat like I have had now and that will be challenging to me uh, the second is to have rest um, and this is just to thinking about the next 30 years of ministry I hope to be doing this for a long time and to be able to do it for a long time means taking breaks at times and I'm not great at rest um, and so kind of a forced uh, sabbatical is probably like the healthiest thing possible for a person like me. The third is for our marriage. Uh, so Diane and I are halfway into raising our kids, uh, meaning that they are uh, we're, you know, 12 years, 12, 13 years in and have 12 or 13 more years until Luke graduates high school. Um, and so we have recognized that both the church and our kids have kind of pushed our marriage uh, as a lower priority than it should be at times. And so there's just some, there's not, you know, we don't need to sound all the alarms, but there's some just kind of repair and kind of some restoration that I think needs to happen. And I'm hopeful for just some really concentrated time over the next three months to have that. Uh, the fourth thing is for our family. Uh, this is just, we just want to have a bunch of fun adventures over the next three months and create a ton of fun memories for these kiddos. And they have a unique life. I mean, they grew up with a dad that is a pastor and, um, and we are very thankful that they do not uh, kind of have a typical pastor's kid life because you all are so good to my kids. Uh, but there is some things that they experience with you know, I leave very early on Sunday mornings, and I'm really not a ton of help on Sundays to Diane and the kids. You know, if I'm up here, it's, you know, if some kid has a meltdown, I'm, I can't 
stop mid-sermon, um, but I am um, both so we're grateful for just some time away. And for us to go to church as a family, and I have no responsibility. It will be the strangest thing in the world, um, but we are, I think it'll be really healthy for us. And the fifth one is just to connect with Jesus. Uh, one thing that's hard about the role that Leon and I share, as well as Rachel and the rest of the staff, is that no matter when we open up our Bibles, it is, it is hard not for us to be thinking about the next sermon or the next pastoral meeting or, oh, this would be really good for so-and-so to kind of hear in this moment. And so for three months, I will connect with Jesus, and it will not be to necessarily benefit any of you uh, or benefit my job. And that will be a, kind of a new thing for me and I think incredibly healthy for me. Uh, so I'm very excited about just kind of some rekindling of my relationship with Jesus and the areas that it has kind of, uh, it, it, that it needs some work. Uh, so this is a, a concentrated time for that. And so if you can, I would love for your prayers for that. Um, and then I want to talk a few about a few things uh, in regards to what the next three months will look like as a church. And so we've been working as a staff and as a vestry for this and kind of who will cover the responsibilities. Um, and the first thing I want to say is that uh, you should feel incredibly confident. This will go just fine without me. Um, and I'd love for you to get like super sad and be like, oh, uh, how's it going to work? It's going to make me feel better. But I can tell even in your eyes, like, you know you're going to be fine. And I know you're going to be fine. This will be wonderful and I think really healthy for us as a church. Um, but the primary person that will have kind of my leadership responsibility is Leon. Uh, so Pastor Leon will play, will continue to play a significant role, the significant role that he does, but will take on probably a little bit more of leadership uh, in that, uh, as well as the rest of the staff and the vestry will kind of kind of fill in the gaps a little bit. So uh, the first thing, kind of the practical thing with preaching, how Leon and I kind of go back and forth a good bit now, he will preach seven of those 12 Sundays, and then these five folks on the screen behind us will preach the other five Sundays. So you probably know some of these, you know, the middle one really well. Uh, Jason will preach one of those Sundays. Adrian and Chris are both from our sister church up at Trinity. Bishop Todd is our bishop. And then Justin Gibney uh, is a friend in Atlanta uh, that many of you know from the Ann campaign. Uh, so they will kind of be sprinkled in throughout the next 12 weeks, kind of giving Leon some breaks here and there. Uh, the next thing is pastoral care. Uh, so I am privileged to get to play that role uh, for so many at our church. And so with me taking three months away, we kind of formed a team of folks that will uh, be ready to take on that responsibility. Uh, so the staff up there uh, will obviously take on that role. And we wanted to, you, you know what they look like? We wanted to put a picture of them just to also be able to name that. Anna, so Anna and I are leaving like back-to-back -back weeks. Um, so Anna's last Sunday is the 21st. Mine will be the 28th. And then Rachel and Ruby and Leon will have a group hug uh, that next Monday, and they will be off on their own. Uh, but they will, I mean, they will take on, you know, a lot of the pastoral care responsibilities. Uh, and this is great because, honestly, I don't think that you all, I mean, you know how wonderful Leon is, but you honestly don't know how wonderful these two women are and how, how much wisdom they hold. And so I, I would love to come back and people would be like, actually, like, I don't need to grab lunch with you because I'm grabbing lunch with Rachel or with Ruby. Um, and I would love nothing more than that. Uh, that man in the really nice jacket there looking all fancy uh, is Barry. Uh, so Barry as the senior warden already plays this role with a number of folks in, in the church, but he is also going to be available. And Barry and Rachel together 
for married stuff as well as the Millers and the Sawyers. I've just kind of raised their hand saying we are available if folks need prayer, if people need care. Um, and obviously you guys will continue to kind of look to each other as you already do for this. Um, so we are thankful for some key folks that are ready uh, if we ever have crisis or anything like that, uh, but also just continue to care uh, well for each other along the way. Uh, so I have four things to kind of all wrap here that I would like you guys to do in my absence. Um, and the first thing is just to be able, like we named a second ago, with Anna transitioning off on the 21st, add a responsibility going to Ruby, me, you know, piecing out a week later. I'd love for you to just be cognizant of how to care for your leaders well. This will be a unique season of responsibility for our staff and for our vestry. So just be looking for ways to encourage them uh, and kind of love on them during this season would do my heart well. The second thing is to just be a little extra patient in this season. Uh, so if people take some uh, a day or two longer to return email, uh, Barry, we're looking at you for the extra patience. Uh, uh, just kidding. Uh, just be thinking, just be recognizing like we are, you know, kind of a man down on the staff. And so just, you know, kind of letting that sink in during this season. Uh, the third thing, like I said earlier, we would love for your prayer. And the fourth thing is we would just love for you to just keep rocking it at being the church. Um, no one loves each other better than the, than the men and women at this church. And so the part of the reason, honestly, like when we first were thinking about sabbatical in 2020, I, to be honest, to be vulnerable here, I was kind of nervous about how well kind of the church would do uh, just with kind of the role that I played at that time. I can honestly tell you, like, there's not like an ounce, there's a nervousness that I've like forgotten to tell somebody the password to something, but hopefully we got all those emails out. But I am not nervous at all about the health of the church. Like, I fully anticipate coming back August 20th to you honestly being as healthy or healthier in my absence. And that's because you all love each other incredibly well. I mean, I have watched you week in and week out, year in and year out, not just love each other when it's fun, not just love each other when it's a birthday party, but love each other through incredibly hard things. So whatever kind of the Lord brings onto y'all's plates over the next three or four months, I know that you're going to be willing to lean in and be Jesus to each other. And that is a healthy church, which you 100% are. So that is my hopes and dreams for our time, as well as for the church while we are gone uh, from May 30th to August 22nd. Does anybody have any questions? And this is our last thing of the day. Yes. Oh, good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so